0: All
1: right. Hello, everyone. Oh no, I did the yeah, all I right. Thing messed up again. our audio sync. Shit. So um, this will
0: be a fun episode for everyone.
1: No, it's fine. I'll edit it. So Jamie, before we get into the film, you know mm-hmm. how we've you know how we've started now a tradition of um we've now started a tradition of a new soft drink every episode for me. Uh, okay. No one told so, me this. But... So I have here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna video record myself. I'll just give you the uh, mm-hmm. the voice opinion on it i've got here Lucasaid revive orange and passion fruit with b vitamins to help reduce um, tiredness all right are you hearing this there's something here
0: yeah i've never heard of lucasade revive what makes it's, a difference it's new. lucasade sport or lucasade energy lucasade energy already existed right
1: yeah it's new jamie i don't know i guess it's meant to revive you rather than like a. okay here we go Nation, naturally inspired uplift Like a breath of fresh air or a splash of water to the face, Luxated Revive is a perfect, revitalizing little lift, right when you need it. Take a break Mm -hmm. and awaken your taste buds with this lightly sparking, naturally fruity drink that contains B vitamins, so you can feel refreshed and get back to doing what you do best. So to me, that sounds a lot like just normal lucid. I'm pretty sure that's a pretty similar. Both thing. normal
0: lucid and the other two types of lucid, which are already also energy drinks.
1: Well, okay, maybe, maybe so. This maybe is more natural, or, or anyway, I'm gonna take a sip of it now. Mm. You ready? Cool. <sighs> I'm
0: just having tea. Um. What? Hmm. Hmm. J- okay, so it's a
1: lot less flavorful than other lucid. Um. Yeah. What well, you know when you get. What's the brand of sort of sparkling water? Is it ice or something <laughs> like that? Um that's like flavoured sparkling water? Oh, well Volvic do a uh okay. flavored one of like
0: strawberry. I think
1: it's that. I think it's a bit stronger than that than than sparkling oh, water, but there's a brand I think it's ice. Oh, do you mean LaCroix, maybe? No, no, I mean ice. Oh. Um okay. But it, that might be the same thing. So it's 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 coloured, it's flavored, you know, it's not just like water mm. it's not just like strawberry water that tastes a bit like it. It's definitely a a juice drink, but it's definitely um more sort of watery than other ones, but you know what? Tastes fine, tastes fine. It'll do. I'll do. i drink have,
0: have you ever drunk, uh, did you ever drink? Sorry, because it doesn't exist anymore. The Coca Life, the one with the green bo- bottle. No, I, I'm not a big Coca Cola man. Uh, that was awful, genuinely. I think it kind of came and went within a month because it was just so terrible. Uh, um, yeah. I was about the, the natural sugars rather than regular sugar, regular in natural right. sugar Interesting.
1: So, um that's the, so- the <laughs> soft drink talk. Then. Do you know, I've realized that we've not told listeners what this podcast is about for the last few episodes. And we that's might true. have We're we still... might have new listeners. And um, I mean, I think any of them would have S- structurally left at unlikely would have left at this point after clicking on a video about um Catch 22 and listening to listen does to talk yeah. about soft drinks for a few minutes, but oh. uh we watch films that came out 50 years ago this week. Um, yeah. Although this... we mess up the date this week. Did we? No, yeah, we didn't. It came out on I Sunday.
0: Will,
1: it came out on 21st of you. June. Okay, it came out on 21st oh. of June, which I believe is a Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's on like the barrier of our acceptable dates.
1: But <laughs> I, do, I don't know how any of us missed it, miss this. Any of us missed this. How we missed this, um, or any of the crew. Do you remember? Do you remember first episode we had the crew? What was her name? Lisa.
0: Yeah, Lisa. She was very yeah. important. Lisa fucked I'm up this week. I, on the, on I think we should.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I think I think we should fire Lisa. It says twenty
0: fourth of June, you fool, USA.
1: Hey. I, I looked it up and it did not say that. Catch 199 On IMDB it says twenty fourth of June. What the fuck was that noise? Does that was that a movie.
0: <laughs> right. Does that go yeah. past does that go
1: past every every time? I feel like that's you uh, know, the last Yeah,
0: had you, so. just, like, you just to you on the block, you know.
1: Right. Okay, well I'm looking on, on Wikipedia. Parties. I'm looking on Wikipedia, the great movie database in the sky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm looking on Wikipedia and it says 21st of June. So,
0: well, it says 24th of okay. IMDb.
1: Absolutely so. fine. Not a problem. Not a problem.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's sort of true, that is sort of true. But on the other hand, I do want to be right. So, okay. I'm just going to quickly look through again to see if they've got a fucking nah.
1: Wow, your um your microphone's really fucking up in my ear, by the way. Um do you wanna um, do you wanna switch to four G? Or you do you just yeah, stick with uh, it? I mean I'm I'm assuming it'll be fine for the podcast, uh listeners. Yeah, it's got better, I think. What? I think it's gotten better. Okay, if you say so, bro. So, um yeah, we're doing catchline two, nineteen seventy. Um came out Sunday, June the twenty first. <laughs> Maybe that was the premiere, man. Maybe that was the premiere and then it was released a few days later. Anyway, in some meaning of the word it came out this week so we'll uh, go with Uh that so we'll start off um well i was gonna say we'll start off with the historical context but i don't really have any this week um the uk charts are pretty much exactly the same amazingly back home is still in the charts so we can make that (sighs) i will never die what's this is this the seventh week in a row where we've talked about the england world cup squad's song back home
0: certainly this is the seventh this is the seventh episode, this is the seventh week in a row. It's never not yeah. been back home the entire time we've been doing. Exactly. It. Um they have been sent back home, so
1: it must 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 yeah. get out the charts soon because otherwise I'm gonna lose it. Um The Wonder of You by Elvis Presley is now in the US charts. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I which is didn't exciting. know Elvis was I guess when did Elvis make his comeback? Was it spot now? Maybe I don't know.
1: Like... I don't know to be honest. It might it might be a re release. I, I mean he's got so many songs, I don't know when any of them came out in relation to other ones, because, you know, he had a pretty long career. Um, yeah. So it might be a re-release or something. But anyway, I noticed that was in the charts. So, yeah, and that's that's about yeah. it. You know, I clicked for all the magazines, and pff, I I probably could have looked in more detail at stuff, but it just it, uh, there's nothing jumped out of me. You know, they're still talking about Vietnam. They're still talking about this and that. You know, there's nothing. Uh, I'm sure stuff happened. You know, I'm sure if we really looked into it, Stuff happened, but it's about the film, not the historical context. So, you know. Jimmy, are you there? I guess. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm there. Okay, cool. You you dropped out for a second. Yeah,
0: yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, where where do you, do you want to try and do your plot thing? Um, I mean, okay, it's not really a but... film you can do that with, is it?
0: No, uh, Catch 22 is about some soldiers on an island in the Mediterranean in yep. World War Two. Yeah. Um, our hero or anti-hero, if you're going to be all douchey about it, is Captain Yossarian. Yeah. He doesn't want to fly anymore, but uh, the relevant uh, colonel keeps raising the number of missions that you need to do before you can sort of go, go on rotation, get out of it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um So he wants to be declared crazy. Um, but you know the doctor's like, nah, I can't call you crazy if you're wanting to uh, stay on the ground because that shows you're sane. The only way you'd be crazy yeah. is if you were keeping wanting to keep flying. And then yeah. he goes, that's a catch twenty-two. And then you're and then like, ah, Yossary- Well, then your says to
1: him, like, um, so that the guys that are up there flying are crazy, and and yeah. the guys like, yeah, they are. And then he says, so so if they came to you, and and. You you know they're crazy. So if they came to you and actually stopped flying, that's all they need to do. And he was like, yes, but also no, because then they would not be crazy. Because if they yep. were, yeah. So that's the like, that is the catch twenty two. But I mean, catch twenty two is used throughout the film to describe. I was about to say well. that
0: basically every. I'm not sure if it is literally every. The film is basically divided into like shorts, as it were, yeah, revolving uh, around the same character, same group of characters. Usually the Yossarian, but there's a fair few with Alton. I think most, maybe not all, but most of the scenes at the very least revolve around some sort of catch twenty-two. Um, yeah,
1: or or I think I think before. what people tend to describe it is is a circular circular conversation. Yes, is that's the centre uh, of every scene, and some uh, of them have more importance than others, but that's kind of the key thing that brings it together: is these circular conversations of like logic logic on top of logic on top of logic about these like mundane things or about serious things it doesn't matter it's, that's kind of how it goes yeah yeah
0: it's very um and so like the general sense that the film's trying to promote is this idea of sort of the war and the environment not making any sense as characters yeah or to hold on to their sanity yeah uh, it's a very it's a very satirical novel i'm not sure Maybe not, we wouldn't oh. say it's a comic novel, but it's definitely, all every scene's like ridiculous and about sort of like showing, uh, it's about being satirical, as it were. Yeah. So,
1: uh, well, I guess we should, so we should probably say that first. It's based on a book. Yes. Which you've not uh, read. I, I'm right? going to be
0: honest, Duncan, I was kind of assuming most people would come into this knowing that. Right. No, and no, like to...
1: no. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't saying that for the sort of benefit of people that didn't know it. I was saying that um, it's going to be relevant mm. to our discussions. Um, yeah. Because I've read the book and you have not.
0: Yeah, i was about to say, this is the first film we've done that either of us has any like prior experience yeah. with. So
1: I and, and there was also a TV <laughs> show made last year. Um, I didn't know it was last year. Yeah, or two years ago. Last year, I think it was, um, for Hulu. And I believe it was on Channel 4 yeah. here in the UK. Um, yeah, that would make sense. It, I mean, so I'll, pro- I'll go into more detail about what I think is like the best thing, but the TV show is fantastic.
0: Um, cool. I would highly, highly recommend the TV yeah. show. Um, I, I haven't read the book, uh, so this is yeah. my first exposure to Catch 22. Yeah. I will say it's very, very obvious immediately that that is what it's coming from. It's got a very, the way the dialogue is written is in a very yeah. sort of literary way, and where it's very sort of clever and happy with its own cleverness as well. Yeah, which, um, and
1: the thing about that is that works very well in the book, but yeah, it fe- watching this film it feels very unnatural. The way that yeah. they say things, you can kind of tell that. Um, I, so I, I read, I read something that said that the the actors didn't really take on the parts necessarily. They just kind of read read out the lines as themselves, you know.
0: Yeah, like One of they... the things about a lot of books, particularly of that time, obviously, and um, is that sort of every character in them is very, very intelligent in a way, even if yeah. like obviously got different worldviews and stuff. Yeah, um, which in a book is very cool because, like, you know, the prose itself will be written in that style, the characters yeah. speaking in that style, and, like, you know, it's the author's view that you're sort of submerging yourself in. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, in a film, it starts to get a bit weird, particularly when a lot in a lot of these scenes, with admittedly some notable exceptions, there's not actually a lot happening in them. Um, yeah. it's just, like visually, it's just people standing around and having a very clever conversation. Yeah. So I will say that, like, personally, my takeaway from this film was like, wow, you know, I really wish I had read the book for this because it looks like it'd be good.
1: Yeah. So um, it's interesting that you say that because I, actually, um, so the 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 film is told out of order, but hmm. vaguely in order at the same time. Um, and yeah. the book is told entirely out of order, and okay. so did um, they like,
0: reshuffle a lot of stuff. As of they
1: where? they didn't reshuffle a lot of stuff, but the book has a lot more detail in it, and hmm. there there are there was there was a fair bit of reshuffling. And um, and and the way the the book kind of works is the the characters will refer to stuff that has happened, but you won't have heard about it yet. So for instance, there, mm. there's a scene there's a scene where um, Milo bombs the airfield, in the film. Yeah. And in the film that happens towards the end, um, mm. but in the That's book, the in, the book in the book in the book that also happens sort of towards the end, but you've heard mm. about the bombing of the airfield or when Milo bombed the airfield. They talk they talked about that like 20 times before it happens. And there's uh, a lot of okay. examples of that in the book. So actually, I, I so I watched a TV show first, which is um, interestingly is told entirely chronologically. Um, literally, mm. I don't think there's any flat. There might be a couple of flashbacks, flash forwards, but it's basically told entirely chronologically. Um, now the thing with that is you do That's lose some actually. of the, the nice bits of um, references and like the slow building of the plot, but it actually works. Mm. It actually works really well if you watch the TV show. And um, and and understand all the events that happen in the TV show, and then read the book, you kind of know what they're referring to, and in a way you lose the magic of like stuff being slowly revealed, but in another way it makes the book a lot more approachable, because I know a lot of people start the book and then like give up on it because it's just like, I don't know, you know, it 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 you you're reading it and you're like trying to remember if it's supposed to be something you know or or. You're trying to work out what's going on or what they're referring to. And I've heard people say that that's not very approachable. Whereas watching the TV show first and just having an idea of what events happen, what characters are like, then I feel like I
0: appreciated the book a lot more. Yeah. I feel with a TV show, though, that's kind of well-suited to having a bunch of shorts out of order, as it were. Because you could just have the episodes, yeah. the, the shorts. Not, yeah, you not could not to do. It, like reduce the cultural... Um... The class the classiness of this conversation but there's an anime series called the melancholy of harry of harry suzumia right? Right. right um and like all the episodes in that initially when they were broadcast were showing out of chronological order mm-hmm. um so like so you could like piece together like a proper timeline and stuff um yeah. from the episodes but they were broadcast like for example it's like a two-parter that's a mystery on an island except that yeah when there's are shown as like part 1 then a completely unrelated episode then part 2 okay for example uh, yeah. and then like the last like the last episode of the first season is like one of the earliest things that happens in it but then right. on the DVD release of those episodes they re-dig them all to be in chronological order and like any like official release of them now has them in chronological order so you got to like look up oh. the original order online if you want to watch it that way and it's a real right. shame it really loses something when you've uh, Taken away the magic of that. I think, yeah. in the case of this film as well, uh, well, not this film, this story. Um, I think yeah. having the episodes out of chronological order is, um, you know, important for creating the mood, as it were. Yeah. You're supposed to be a bit confused, you know. Uh, you are. Yeah, I really don't agree. know. It's it's an interesting one. I mean,
1: I I feel like if the TV show didn't work or wasn't good, and um, that would definitely be one of the things that you'd be able to say about it. But I I don't know. I just really
0: enjoyed the TV yeah. show. Um, did you watch the Witcher TV show? Not no. Because to... there is was this because that's also shown out of chronological order, except that's right. like three plot lines that are like showing simultaneously that take place okay. in different eras. Yeah. But then they were talking about how the that was really badly received by audiences. So from now on, for the next seasons and stuff, they're going to make it um, chronological to make it easier to understand. Yeah. No. I do
1: You know. I feel like telling stuff out of chronology does work. But I feel yeah. like it works better in the book. So you know, in the book, mm. they can kind of refer back to things. But in a TV show, I just feel like it can be a bit weird if they're referring to stuff. Because I mean, the, the whole thing about TV mm. and film and and books as well, to an extent, is you're supposed to show, not tell. Right? That's like the classic thing. Yeah. But you can't really, if you don't want to, if, sh- if you don't, in, in the book, you can write and say so and so happened, and then not get into any detail about it. But in a, in a in a film or a TV show, if you're trying to show something, without. Mm. You know, you don't want them just saying stuff because audiences are expecting to, to have something to see. I mean, as you say, the, the, a lot of this film is just conversations and stuff. So people mm. really want to see stuff. And if you tell it out of order, I, guess. I don't know. I think
0: just speaking personally, I really like non-chronological storytelling. It's like a little puzzle yeah. you can hold and stuff. But I suppose on the other hand, if you're showing it in film, it's better for like something that's a lot slower paced. Well, yeah. Th- so like you have time to figure stuff out. Yeah. I don't, this, I, I
1: don't think it really works in the film because it's the, the amount. I mean, the book is mm. a long book. I can't I can't remember yeah. how many pages it is, but it's, it's a chunky book. So it can kinda get away with, with that. But the film Yeah. To try and do a film out of chronological order you really need to think about every specific thing you've you're showing. Yeah. 'Cause the book, so I the th- book is the book has loads of subplots in it that are just not in this film mm. at all. Um yeah. like there's uh there's a subplot where they they've made up a name to sign letters with of like someone that doesn't exist or someone that's dead mm. or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um and there's like a couple of them using this this name and the signature to sign off and all sorts of stuff. And that's like mm-hmm. a whole subplot that, that then whilst a minor subplot it fits into other stuff. And yeah, there's a, there's another subplot where or not a plot actually, a plot point where Euserian um decides that he's gonna try and fly as many missions as possible to get up to the limit. Because mm-hmm. like so the limit's eighty. And the the idea is that before anyone reaches eighty, he's going to raise the limit again. But if Mm. your just gets on every single plane that leaves, he'll get up to the mission count and then get get out of the um, yeah get 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 to go home. So that's another Mm. whole thing that was missed out from this film. And I feel like there's so the the book has so many plots and subplots and characters and stuff that kind of really add to creating the whole world. Yeah. The, oh, I don't know the film kind of felt like it missed out on those because it, it kind of mm-hmm. picked and picked and chose you know so if you're making a film from a book you can pick and choose what, you, what you're what you putting in it but when yeah. that book has so many references between events and between characters and, and going back and forth it, it yeah. must be hard to pick and choose and I feel like maybe that's that's a reason why the tv show is is better in my opinion yeah. because it's got that time it's got that time to fit in all the subplots and fit in yeah. all the
0: characters and so just Whatever. betraying your own opinion there, as it were, you would say you
1: prefer the TV show. Well. Yeah, by miles. I mean,
0: there's this. There's, oh, okay. there's a variety of reasons.
1: Why? Okay, fair. Um. um so I mean, another not- another reason is the 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 TV show is a lot more sort yeah. of stylized, and it's filmed in a lot more. Mm, okay. It's a lot like brighter, because this this film's almost yeah. dystopian. You know, everything's like um, yeah. very grey or or brown beige. Mm. Um, yeah. and the, the TV show's really light and bright, and I feel yeah. like that fits in more with the the satire and the yeah. sort of... I mean, getting
0: back to what we were saying two weeks ago about westerns, the thing about deserts is that they're not very visually interesting a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, th- they can be, though. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that was got... the thing, like
0: Lawrence of Arabia and stuff, obviously, yeah. were all desert films, and, like, they're all great, but it is also very, very easy when you're dealing with a flat, what is, like, by definition, a flat featureless landscape, yeah. to. Have it be a bit
1: boring. Yeah. Um. So I I guess the thing. This is another thing I read. I'm pretty sure I read all this shit that I'm saying on w- Wikipedia. Not my opinions, but these these little facts. Um. <laughs> was that that a lot of people felt that this was? Oh no, I think it was the the Ebert Roger Ebert review of this film.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um. A lot of the the film was kind of shot like a, a war is hell film. You know, mm-hmm. um, like the classic every you know everything's dark and grey and stuff. When actually that's yeah. not what the book's about. The book's about uh, like the the tr- general struggle to survive, um, and it's just told within the context of the the war. But um, okay, yeah, if that makes sense, I don't know. It just it feels like it was uh, kind of the whole dystopian thing kind of didn't fit in with the the humor and stuff.
0: Okay, I don't know. I think I got what you're saying. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean I think it's still a pretty clear theme like war is bad is very clearly in the text. It is. It uh, is yeah. Yeah. But um yeah.
1: not so it's not so much war is bad in terms of like having to live in the desert and stuff. It it's the the, the fact that you might get killed at any moment. Yeah. And that's that's the, the key thing of the book and the T V show and stuff that doesn't necessarily translate as well to this one, I don't think. Yeah. Because it it doesn't have like the, the humour the humor just feels so kinda of at odds with the way it's shot and and it, that's the same thing we we're seeing with the way the the people are acting, with the way they say the lines and stuff. Is mm. the lines are obviously sort of humorous, these like intelligent little points, humorous lines. Um mm. but then the actors are so realistic and stiff and then yeah, I I'm
0: gonna you know. disagree with you there. I like the way this one's acted. I think it works well, um having them mostly play it straight, as it were. Uh, I think it's a good contrast. Uh, in terms of like the dialogue, okay. And, uh, um, I was saying like I can't remember his name. The guy who plays Captain Yossarian is probably my least favorite. But I think that's just because he's yeah, he
1: sucks. Out. The guy in the TV show is so good. All right. I, I'm just All right. I'm just gonna keep like, selling yeah. this TV show to everyone because it's it's great. But
0: uh, I think everyone else does a pretty good job. Um, the guy who plays Milo is pretty good up until the end, which he's is pretty good. The guy... I think at the end he lets the mask, um, not even a mask, but he sort of. I think what works about Milo as a villain is that he like he's very cheerful and he really does yeah. not see what he's doing as being wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly. But towards
0: I, the end in the film, his performance sort of lets us sort of... I absolutely agree. Absolutely At least agree. something else slip in there. Whereas I wish if he if just kept it to the sort of cheerfulness, I yeah. think that would have worked a lot better. Which is an, another uh, thing that the TV show does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh, but other than so... that, um, I thought the guy who played... um, What's, his, what's the name of the guy who dies? Uh, the 20-year-old? Uh, Dobbs. No. Uh, no, Nately, Nately. But Nate yeah. Lee, uh Martin Sheen's in this. He does a pretty good job. So, I'm guessing his character was more major in the book. Yeah, I think um, so. Um Orson Welles so, in it. He does a good job. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: he does pretty good. Uh, I the, like the, it. The thing is, in in the book, um, I feel like a lot of the characters are more major. Um, yeah. Like they've, they've they've definitely so for instance, major major. Major 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 is a bigger
0: character in yeah. the book. Whereas in this like one scene. The slightly weird thing is that most but just because like, they only had like a limited selection, I assume. Most of the yeah. shorts they chose sort of feed together into like the overall plot as it were. With the glaring yeah. exception of the major major stuff, which yeah, so, is weirdly isolated. Um
1: Yeah, in in the book, in the TV show, um major yeah. there's a whole background. So Major Major's dad thought so so the, the major was born and his surname is major obviously mm. um and then his dad thought it'd be funny to change the birth certificate so that his first name and middle name are also major um yeah which is why he gets made a major so he's called major 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 um mm. and then the the thing about him the, the whole the whole catch of him only being let people can only go see him when he's not in that's his whole yeah, thing. That's another. Right? Cats trying to That's another cat's trying So in in the book in the TV show that that happens several times, um, mm. where like Syrian tries to see him and the Colonel tries to see him and and all this kind of stuff, um, yeah. and, and 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 also Yossarian knows Major Major, um, okay. personally, so he like you know begs him you know like you can you can, get me out of here. You literally just have to sign this one thing, and I can't remember why he doesn't sign it, but there's a whole thing with that. So, so characters yeah. like that that they chose to include, but only for these very brief scenes. All of every yeah. every character that you see in it basically is a major character in the book.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and um, mm. so we can while we're talking about characters, we can talk about the cast if you want. Yeah. So yeah, sure. The guy that played Osarian, um, mm. I didn't really know. Uh, I mm. didn't think he did that good a job, to be honest. Uh, he was I in. It was serviceable. I. He was That's serviceable, great. but. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm always gonna compare the p- compare it to the TV show, which is cast like
0: so well. Um, uh, so he like was say, going off it as a sort of neutral, impartial observer. I would say he was fine.
1: Um, yeah, he was. He was okay. And um, so he was in going with, going in style with Morgan Freeman and friend of the podcast Michael Caine.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and then the guy that played Cathcart was Martin Balsam or Balsam, who was in Twelve nice. Angry Men. Um, along with other friend of the podcast, Henry Fonda, of course, uh, and he was also in *Tora Tora Tora*, which I think we'll watch. Oh, at some I point. thought that came out earlier in the year. Cause... I think, I, I think there was a, I think
0: there is like another release date that we right. can take advantage. So of. Like the two, like when you look at like 1970, the two big film releases of this year are um, the *Mash* film and *Tora Tora Tora*. Yeah. And we definitely missed *Mash*. We missed *Mash*. Yeah. Um, um, I no, I think I think I yeah, think, I right. think Tora, Tora,
1: Tora maybe at its initial release we've missed, but I'm pretty sure there was some loophole that I found because i right. really. Confused. We'll figure out some way to. Looks stick interesting. Stick it in there. Um, the guy that played Nately, do you mm-hmm. know who that was? Nately. Oh no, I didn't know. It was mm-hmm. um, Art Garfunkel of Simon and Garfunkel. Oh yeah, of course. That's... And he he cites this film as a reason that their band broke up. Huh? Because um, they they it wasn't both. Wasn't that bad, eh? <laughs> They, they both yeah. had roles in it, both Simon and Garfunkel, and but then they cut Simon's role. He was not very happy. No, he got cut. And also Garfunkel was massively delayed in recording their album because he was filming mm-hmm. this and they were meant to be recording Bridge Over Troubled Water in New York and they broke up later this year. So apparently this was a wow. big thing for that. Um, I or to say, not worth
0: it. Um, not worth
1: it, no. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, I Orson liked Welles, Wilson as you Welles. said, yeah, yes. he did. Yeah, he did alright. I didn't really recognise like, him to be honest. The
0: thing about Orson Welles is that, like, I just associate him with being like the big baritone, boomy voice guy. Yeah, because that's what he gets reduced to in sort of the popular mem- memory. Yeah. but like, this is, but he does actually have range in a way that I sometimes forget. He does. The, yeah. He doesn't like acting, right? Uh, I think he sees himself as more of a director. I mm-hmm. think acting's pay the bills. I, I think, think it's too- the yeah. I he seem aggressively to remember, sold out towards the end of his life I yeah i seem to
1: remember there was a thing where he he was he kind of felt that he had to act to pay the bills but he really was not mm. a big fan of it and some of his films are not great because he didn't put but yeah he he does he does all right i didn't recognize him did you
0: see um what's it? the name of that orson welles film that netflix released like the lost one a couple years ago it's like wind oh, I don't something know. Huh. You know? huh. i haven't seen it either i hear it's incredibly
1: cool good. Cool. There's a film um, Mark Cousins did a film about Arson Wells. Called The Eyes uh-huh. of Arson Wells, which I'd quite like to watch at some point.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: Um, no,
0: I so... haven't seen any of his other than uh, Citizen Kane. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Uh, I've seen a couple, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't
0: remember where. I hear F for Fake is the other really, really good one. But, uh... Nice. So um <laughs> yep. do you know who played Milo? Milo, uh, no, because he was wearing a hat and therefore cheating couldn't <laughs> see his face. That was John John John
1: Voight. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From uh, from Deliverance, and
0: I mean other films Ooh. as well. And then the the Chaplin. Uh oh, yeah. Wait, can I put in my one bit of trivia? I don't know if you yeah. knew it. Go so ahead. I'm gonna ask. In the copy of the book you read, was he named uh, Shiplin or uh, Tapman? Tapman. Oh, I don't remember. Because I, because apparently in American copies of Ta- Catch Twenty Two they now call him Chaplin Tapman, as right. in the film, which they apparently changed it for. And in UK ones oh, really? he's still uh, Mr Shipman, uh, which was his original name. I think it was Shipman. And I was sort of, yeah, and I was sort of wondering throughout the film because I saw that beforehand. I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder why they renamed him from Shipman to Tapman as far as I can tell, yeah. the entire reason is because it rhymes with Chaplin. It rhymes. It was quite funny, to uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to... You know, if you're going to do it, you do it. I, I appreciate yeah. it. It's just a weird uh, time to make a major change.
1: It was a bit weird, yeah. I, I, I think it was called Chipman in the copy I read, um, mm. but I'm not sure. So that was Anthony Perkins from Psycho. Oh, cool.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, and also, I... also from Psycho 2, Psycho 3, Psycho 4... And is there a Psycho Five? I don't know.
0: I didn't even know there was a Psycho Two. Yeah, like there's a... like four of them. <laughs> um, Why? I,
1: I have no idea. I have no idea. Obviously, Hitchcock only did the one, but um, yeah, I think they just sold out. Um, yeah. Okay, the major, 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 major.
0: He did seem familiar. I don't know what
1: who it was. you may you may recognize him from a little-known film called Elf. You see, oh, see uh, Will he... Ferrell, of course. <laughs> of course. No, it was Bob Newhart who plays
0: Will oh. Ferrell's grandpa in Elf, or dad. Ah. And, you know, the one that he sits on his knee? Duncan, I'm going to tell you again. I think I've already mentioned this on my podcast. <laughs> I haven't seen Elf. <laughs> yeah, I haven't
1: seen Elf. God. Oh, I think you did mention that, because I think I said we'd do a Christmas mm-hmm. special in, like, mm-hmm. 30 years. <laughs> All right. Fine. Exactly. Well, he's the narrator for Elf. Bob Newhart. Um... Uh Martin Sheen, who we've talked about yeah, as well. Yeah. Was Dobbs. Good boy. So he, he kinda looks that's like his fair. son,
0: doesn't he? Martin Sheen?
1: Yeah.
0: That's yeah. just At this is not to be too like homerotic about it, but like it is distracting not distracting, but it is notable just how much better looking Martin Sheen is than Charlie. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you think that's a result yeah. of Charlie's, you know? Probably it's probably a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. But uh yeah. Also a much better actor, although that's Probably much more inevitable. Yeah, I think that's, that's he worked for it a little
1: job. more. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I like him. Cool. So, um, you got any other points you want to make about the? Uh, um,
0: film? in terms of the cast, not or,
1: really. Or, or any anything? I mean, I've got oh, stuff, well, okay. but
0: just I'm just handing it over to well, you. yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, see, the thing is, it's a very broad film, and it's quite hard to get into specifics that's without true. thinking about things. What did you think about Milo? Because I thought he was a pretty good character um, overall. So, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but
1: I preferred him mm. in the TV show and uh, in the of book. Course. But, um, so, yeah, it's, I feel like he was another person that somewhat suffered from the film cutting down mm. um, a bit because you kind of you kinda see him in the film. He just kind of pops up. And yeah, is doing something.
0: Shall Whereas... I shall, you, shall I sort of describe the experience of the film, and then you can like yeah. fill in the blanks as it were. So, like in the film, Milo, I think even maybe like the second scene of the entire film says that he's got an idea for like selling stuff. Yeah, and you know, profit, and like he said, like selling supplies. So he initially says blankets, and then we find out in the next scene he's also been selling parachutes. Yeah, and the idea is that he's going to turn a profit, and this will be great for everyone involved. Uh, anytime like he takes someone's stuff, so he leaves them he leaves them a share in the company um and then sort of throughout the film it's sort of a running subplot so like every now and then yeah. milo will sort of pop back up and he's in the middle of some sort of lucrative deal but it's always yeah. like getting ridiculously far away from anything that like, an army would actually use uh like there's one where like he's on the coastline and he's sort of trading statues for um some yeah. sort of paintings or something yeah. um but then eventually milo makes like a very bad investment in uh Cotton, I think it is. I think it's cotton. Yeah. Um. So he fills up a warehouse with it, and like he points out that like the men can't eat this, so it's useless to them. But then yeah. the Germans uh, say that you know they'll take the cotton off their hand if they bomb their own airfield. Yeah. Uh, which they do because it's good for everyone. Which and that's uh, like the ultimate. Um, yeah. Mix. Absurdity. Yeah. And so like there's a sort. Of, so towards the end of the film, like the entire town uh, is under Milo's complete control. Yeah. They're all members of the company uh and like, as they sort of pass out the syndicate feet, the syndicate that's it sorry yeah. and they start you know uh enforcing curfews beating people down the street and milo's saying like you know uh when uh Yossarian confronts milo about the death of nately who died in the bombing raid um milo yeah. has the delightful line that if he just understood basic economics about supply and demand then nately wouldn't have had to die you know would he yeah died a very rich man yeah. um which is, of course, a bit of absurdity um, about, uh, I don't know, profiteering, capitalism, its uh, petty cruelties, or its um, unfeeling uh, machinery, and, of course, the good old military-industrial complex. Yeah. no I thought it was I guess maybe just because it's hard for me in my own little bubble to necessarily sympathize with um, the experiences of people in war in quite the same way, quite the same immediacy as I do with Milo stuff, which is a lot more relevant yeah. to life as I live it. Uh so that stuff hit me a lot more. Or right. at least resonated. I don't know. So I liked him. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say he's my favourite
1: character. Um hmm. so yeah, I I think I think the film did do him justice to an extent, but um it's a lot more detailed in, in the book, as as everything is in the book and T show show yeah. 'cause they're longer. Um and and you kind of the the way I felt about it in the film is in these things, in the other the other mediums, shall we say, you see a lot of the media actually, you see like the slow build up of the 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 syndicate, which yeah. I feel like kind of you misses out on. So yeah. so the the, film's ba- the background... way of doing it is that it
0: goes on in the background and then like you sort yeah. of get jumps towards it. Yeah, and, like, which see it which... progress massively in the time.
1: Which it which also happens in the book, but but the the book has like a section that is then focused because the book's still out of order. Um, Milo constantly mm. in the background doing stuff, but then there is also a large section of the book that is explains what happened with Milo. Um, and then because ah. the TV show is told more chronologically, um, you see them build up throughout the show. Um, mm. but I yeah, so so the, the background of Milo is that he's the mess officer, so he's in charge of the food, and that's how he gets. The initial permission to to trade and stuff like that to to provide better meals, um, which is sort of said in the film but not yeah. really, yeah, um, and like he offers Yossarian a part of the syndicate as well, like not just a share but like to be a joint owner in it, and Yossarian <laughs> says no, I think, hmm. as well. And there's another funny bit where uh, he gets the he he gets German planes to work for him as well so like all the germans mm-hmm. land in the airfield and get like <laughs> held at gunpoint and then milo drives up and is like oh no no these guys are with me and then like starts unloading all the stuff um mm. and it's just little it's things like that they that like slowly grows and he take he takes yossarian to meet some like sultans in the middle east to trade oil and stuff like that um and yeah i just feel like that's not shown as well in the film until nah, until son- suddenly he owns all of rome you know, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like it's a background thing, and then suddenly it's like the main thing. Whereas in the book, there's more of the slow build towards it. Yeah.
0: Both, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think obviously you can't have that quite the same level of slow build up. No, over, exactly. You know, doing it as a film, I think this probably was the smarter route to take. Than that yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: No, I mean, Milo is definitely one of my favorite characters. Um, yep. I, I, Along with Major Major, but he got kind of fucked over yeah. in this film.
0: Major Major is a genuinely pretty funny uh, character. I like these. Yeah, there. he's he's. I mean, he's great in the TV show.
1: Played um, yeah. like The, actor. the <clears throat> casting, the casting is a lot better in the TV show, in my opinion.
0: As, as you've said, yeah. As I've uh, said. Other <laughs> discussions that I liked thematically. Um, I really liked the old Italian man and his. I was about to ask what you guy. thought about that guy. Yeah. Uh. Well, I think. Um. I'm very. Maybe just in light of recent events, I have been thinking a lot recently about you know uh, how all great empires must die, and when will ours uh, inevitably fall? As uh, sort of the old man sort of talks about that, he sort of discusses like the American arrogance, as it were, um, yeah. how all great empires eventually meet their end. You know, Rome, Persia, ancient Greece. Uh, to think anything else is arrogance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like I say, it's just something I've been thinking about recently, and it's always nice to see it reflected in entertainment. Uh, right. Dark Souls is also about that in my relentless pursuit to drag everything we do down into the mud. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. Uh, it resonates with me. I think it's important. I wonder right. uh, if that would have maybe resonated in a different way in 1970. Um, yeah. Because obviously that would be Vietnam. That would be past the peak of um, American exceptionalism, obviously, but it would be. Just before his downfall, and certainly 1953, which is when Heller originally wrote the novel, would have been the exact apex of it. Yeah. Um, so that's just an interesting thing to think about. What did you think about it, Duncan? Um. Well, I mean, I think it just shows
1: how people take advantage of situations. I guess I don't know. Like the the whole character is a clever one. You know, it shows yeah. how you can get. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I like that character a lot. Yeah. But I feel like you've. I feel like you've covered. Covered it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I should say. Say so the Italian man's main thrust of his speech is that he's saying that like, it's the least managed to survive for so long because it's too weak for anyone to really bother. Yeah, with, exactly. Like, to destroy it, and and, and they, um, they just go along with whatever happens. Yeah. Which is, I mean, the she way knows. to it's a way to survive, to be honest. Yeah, might be true. Uh, on the other hand, he did mention Roman in his speech, so you know. Uh, yeah. Regardless, it doesn't work out too well for him in the end, anyway. So, no, all, all his horrors get taken away. hmm. Um, yep. Speaking of, Duncan, did you know that this is a book, uh, a major work of literature written in the 20th century? Do you know what yeah. that means?
1: What's Do you know it what that
0: mean? means? It's inevitably happen? What? woman gets killed, and it's about the male, male character's development. Yay. Uh so yeah. we can discuss that.
1: Especially in this film. Uh, um this film's yeah, pretty yeah. sexist um or or certainly mm-hmm. ignores the woman mostly. Yeah. Um they have a much a much bigger bigger place in the in the <clears throat> say the line book and T V show. Great. Yeah. Oh, I'll just, take I, your word for that. But uh Um No I definitely you are right. Um I mean on the one hand it is um Sort of an inevitable thing, focusing on mm. the Second World War, um, planes with all men in it. That is going to be like that. But um, yeah. yeah, in the in the, the the, book and TV show. <laughs> oh my God, um, mm. they they have a bigger part. Like the the nurse has quite a big part and uh, explains yeah. how she feels more than just like the one monologue. And um, mm. there's ver- the various like female characters, um, and yeah. prostitutes and stuff. Whilst they are prostitutes, they actually have stuff to see, um, yeah.
0: and which I only, say, happen,
1: only happens once or twice in the film,
0: and not particularly. Yeah. Really. I should say that I am ninety. I am actually no. I'm I'm completely sure that it is intentional in the film uh, how little uh, attention is paid to uh, Yosarian's uh, love interest, who's um, Hikaru uh, <laughs> Hui, uh, yeah. to be engaged with, but um, she's never named uh, for one. I did uh, think, but also. In the scene where she dies, uh, Captain Yser- one of Captain Yossarian's friends uh, rapes her and then pushes her out a yeah. window uh, in another Catch-22. Yeah. Uh, it's transparently obvious that Yossarian is vastly more concerned about the friend in question and ultimately yeah, sort of himself, uh, mm-hmm. compared to the actual victim, as it were. And I think that's really meant to show how far both of them have gone rather than anything yeah. else. Obviously, it is, not, it is another not great example of a very common thing no. where uh, you do see it, that scene's a woman's death and these things are never actually about the woman in question yeah
1: the um the scene when they were in bed was quite nice and they're like having the yeah. little little
0: cute conversation they have another catch 22 uh, about being
1: a marriage and being, being a virgin yeah being a virgin and being crazy and stuff that was a nice little scene mm-hmm. um yeah kind of sorry yeah i feel like the representation of woman when when it was done um like i think there were a couple times when it was done not badly but for the yeah. most part it was either ignored or not done very well. Um, hmm. Yeah. And I mean the, the general the general's wife's probably
0: the, the worst one. Yeah. Um, I mean I, I feel the point of that scene so is often in... like the men in it are horrible. Um so I'd I'd be willing to sort of give it a pass on that, I
1: think. Yeah. Although... No, it is definitely. But also she's like pretty clearly um got like fake boobs in and like Yeah. Stuff like that, like Jessica Rabbit style. Yeah. Figure. I don't know. Um. So in the in the <laughs> in other versions of the story, um, Yossarian has sex with her when he's still in training. Ah. So the the general that comes to visit is the same one that that was training them when mm. they were still getting trained, and he has an affair with that with with the wife, and um, so she okay. has more she has more of a character than just someone that they ogle at the mm. oglet. Whereas in this, okay. obviously, she's not introduced till halfway through, and they're all like, oh, mm. "Look at this," but yeah. So, so actually,
0: as a character in the the wider media, she is. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I'm liking these synonyms you've got for book and TV show now. Uh keep mixing it up. Well, media. Yeah. Other versions uh, of this. Other media, other versions. It's good.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't uh, want to say book and TV show again. Good. Because it's um, it's pretty yeah
0: pretty annoying. Okay. Um so I think we should move on to discussing the ending fairly soon but are there any other shorts that you feel deserve particular attention from any us? Yeah, there's shorts
1: that I feel. Um the <laughs> one when he pretends to be the dying boy was quite funny. Oh yeah. But also not weird, that funny. But... It was kind of weird. Yeah. So I do want like there the if maybe The people that come to visit are obviously supposed to be very old, but they they're not, which is yeah. like the first weird bit um and i feel like that kind of loses i don't know i feel like the f- the film is incredibly satirical but mm-hmm. everything is sort of based in reality in some way mm-hmm. where like yeah. it it's normal stuff but blown out of proportion um but the bit when when they came to visit him and they're like they think it's their son and they just totally believe it just it felt almost too it, it like felt too out of reality like if it if yeah. it was, it felt like a little comedy sketch from from some other show, and if they if they'd been really old or something, then you'd be like, okay, so they're supposed to be really old. But it was just like a pair of middle aged people.
0: That, yeah, I, I think don't know. That's sort of the thing, like the fact that like it's just a bit more uncertain. Like obviously everyone talks weird and, not weird talks uh, in a very particular way in this yeah. film. Like they're they're usually um, putting forward a perspective that you would very much imagine. Uh, person would have it's just that they're phrasing it in a certain way mm-hmm. whereas which I would say the, really comedy, well. the comedy in that scene it just feels a bit strange because nobody yeah. directly acknowledges what's happening which i guess is probably the point of the that's scene that's the point i think yeah um but like it just it feels it's a, it's of a different breed to a lot of the rest of the film yeah i would say <laughs> but, yeah yeah um <laughs>
1: what else have we got here he Gets shot in the leg. He gets but, trapped in
0: the leg, technically.
1: Yeah, he gets trapped mm-hmm. in the leg. But that's in it. in other copies of <laughs> this uh, storyline, he gets mm. he gets shot in the balls. Oh I was, is... I, I was wondering why they would cut that out, because that makes more sense because the point is that he yeah. he would be excused from combat duty if he'd been shot in the leg, but because he gets shot in the balls he's not. And that's like another catch twenty mm-hmm. two thing. Um, whereas in this, you just get thing. shot in the legs. It must be a rating thing, yeah, definitely. Mm. But it kind of. it seems a bit weird appreciate. because
0: there's there are bare and badge uh, in the film. And vag. So I feel well, like you could probably yeah. mention both. But... Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> guess so.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird, um, but yeah. What else have I got here? I think yeah, we, we can move on to the ending. So by okay. by the Sorry, ending, me... do you mean Snowden or do you mean
0: or? Uh, I was going to discuss. Um, so, basically, in the final scene of the film, uh, the airfield's been bombed by Milo, as we've discussed. Yeah. Um, and the staff, um, Colonel, what's his name, Cornheart? Kafkar. Colonel. Caf-car. Cafcar. that's it. And cor- the other Caf-car. one's called Caf-car. Corn. That's really why you're getting it. Corn, that's, yeah, that's right. Anyway, the two of them, uh, mm-hmm. they're kind of fed up with Ysarian at this point. They want him to go home because he's causing more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Uh, and they basically offer him a deal and it's like you can start flying missions again or we'll let you go home you got to do one thing for us in return Uh Uh, and what they ask him to do is like us Mm -hmm. Uh, that's their request and i really like that as a moment because it was just it's so perfectly uh insidious but also incredibly pathetic at the same time it's great um i really thought that that was just very much sort of hammering home the sort of thesis statement about the um leadership as it were in the yeah. war context just this sort of strange mixture of incompetency yet sort of ruthless power yeah uh, so i liked it as a moment a lot it's um, very good It's yeah. for not being a better literary critic um <laughs> but because uh, that this that, 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 that's what this film is, demands is a slightly higher uh form of criticism that i cannot give mm-hmm. but uh we end up Usarian initially takes the deal uh but then he's uh, someone to, uh, Nate Lee's uh, ex girlfriend tries Nate to assassinate whore. him due yeah. to a. Uh, well, I was being very respectful, Duncan, and you. Well, but no, but that's her character's name. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's a, di- there's a uh, difference. It's not, I'm
1: not just saying that. That's, you know, her character's name.
0: Anyway, uh, she tries to stab anyway. him. Um, well, no, she does stab him. She tries yeah. to kill him and fails. So he ends up in the hospital
1: yep. uh,
0: for three weeks. And then it turns out that pretty much everyone who we all of his friends are dead, or so he thinks. All that's left mm-hmm. are Chaplain Tapman and. um the major guys, his name I don't think is Spoken uh, Major you probably Danby to, Major Danby in the book okay. yep. um, is spoken, but Yeah, Spoken Oh, maybe, I just yep. didn't pay attention yeah, uh, really. But, uh, yeah But, you know, these, these are two characters who aren't his friends He's just on decent enough terms with them uh, Yeah uh, So he's sort of lamenting that he's like, you know I can't take this deal, actually, I've decided it's just, it would, You know, what is there to live for uh, and they say that actually one of his friends who kept, uh, you know, crashing planes into the ocean yeah, has successfully or... escaped to Sweden on a life raft. Yeah. Uh, he was crashing all those planes as practice and it succeeded. He's gotten out. Yeah. Uh, so inspired by this, Yossarian jumps out of the window and makes a mad break for freedom to the sound of Stars and Stripes Forever uh, and gets in a little dinghy. And uh, I would say one of the better visuals of this film uh, is him in the dinghy and just seeing how, like... Like, he made such, like, small progress, all continually in the wrong direction. I I think he accidentally turns around at one point. It's very nice. It's great. uh, Good shit. Yeah. Uh, That's how the film ends. Yeah. So, So, what did you think of that?
1: I thought it was good. Um, (sighs) I mean, it's a good ending. Or in the book... Mm-hmm. It's a lot, um, a lot more developed because he's, uh, he shares the tent with Josarian and basically, ah, okay. um, he tries to make the tent as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like builds, he builds a stove and stuff. Yeah, that's still in the film. And this yeah. is that? Oh, it's it's in the film for like one scene. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, basically, he tries to make the tent as comfortable as possible, and uh, it really annoys Josarian, But then he realizes that, um, it's because Oren knows that he's gonna like run away, and he wants the tent to be like as nice as possible for for mm-hmm. And um another another bit in <laughs> that's not in this film, um, is where Yossarian gets assigned when Orgo's missing, Yossarian gets assigned a new tent mate. Um yeah. but the guy the guy that comes um gets assigned to a mission before he gets like signed in to the, the, the squadron. And okay. then he dies on that mission, um, but mm. because he's not been signed in, he's not, like, dead. He's not officially dead, which means yeah. Syrian Yoss- gets a tent himself because his, his tent mate's a dead man, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. So he's, like, in the tent on his own with all of Orr's stuff. So that's, mm. that's like, Orr's character arc, whereas in this one you just see yeah. him, like, die, basically,
0: or seemingly die. Yeah, I don't know. He uh, gets sense some friends. Yeah. Uh, I, I should also say that uh, much like the titular Catch-22, uh, the film itself is also circular uh, in that much like last week's film, Valley of the Dolls, uh, we get a scene from the ending out of context to begin the film, and then the film starts proper. That's right. Uh, and then yeah. you get the ending again. Uh, by that time, at least, I don't know if it's the same for you, but at least for me, both times that, we've, that those films did that, I had completely forgotten about the first scene by the time it came back. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, I mean, actually, I I had forgotten that last week did that
1: until you said that, mm. and then it took me a few minutes to think about it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, But, you
0: know, works very well thematically here, obviously. Yeah,
1: it's good. Uh, I mean, it it immediately establishes the sort of of out-of-order
0: thing of it. I mean... As always, the thing with these media res things is that because, like, when you're watching them, like, these are two characters who you don't know and have no context for, like, it's obviously not going to stick in your mind that much because you can't really engage with it properly. Um, I don't know if it was different for you, but I didn't, like, recognize the figure as Captain Yossarian, even, like, after we met him, quote-unquote, properly. So, right. that's... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was never like, oh, man, I wonder how Captain Yossarian gets stabbed. Which I think is, like, kind of maybe what you're supposed what to feel about that. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, it's a good ending.
1: It, yeah, it's just like kind it. of renewed, uh, renewed hope, kind of thing.
0: Very morally justified on Yossarian's part. I don't think it's supposed to be a decision new question, but just in case it is, that's my take. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so another good bit is when he is nude for like a fair bit of. The
0: film. Oh yeah, he ref- starts refusing to wear a uniform. Uh, yeah. Nobody really cares because they just kind of. Well, the yes.
1: I mean, it's another it's another example of the kind of leadership thing because they mm. care initially, but then the the big general says, um, "Like, you know, if this man's a hero, he can decide whether he wears his uniform," and then yeah. they all go, "Oh, yes, 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 I agree, I agree, sir, you're right," uh, and then mm-hmm. he's yeah basically free to not wear it.
0: This is a good months. film if you like watching ass. I gotta say, uh, you know, yeah, just uh, you got plenty of that, plenty uh, of not- ass. On the Valley of the Dolls, I guess, but you know, a worthy or second. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. But, uh, yeah, I guess like that's clearly the point where like the film has got the film's never really that sane to be honest, but certainly this is the point where it is full on insane just constantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, good, isn't it? So, have you got any more points about the plot? Uh,
0: because... not really. Like, the thing is that. Just because the film is basically a series of vignettes, is the word. Nice. Yeah. Um, right. It's hard to sort of talk about the plot as a whole as much as just... That That was a funny scene, that was. That's that true. One. <laughs> well,
1: the, I mean, the, the main plot revolves around um, the death of Snowden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did you think yeah. about that? Did, that? did that scene haunt you sufficiently? No, not at all. Not even uh, when all his guts fall out?
0: Well, I'd say the very end version of that scene where Snowden dies, all of his guts fall out, and that is a bit gross. No, yeah. It didn't, I wouldn't. I didn't hit me as haunting. I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, but maybe I'm a sociopath, or maybe well, it didn't accurately call quali- it.
1: Uh, do, so. do you know what it? Do you know what
0: it is haunting
1: in, Jamie? What? The TV show. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty haunting <laughs> in that. Um, yeah, it it kind of works in this, but it's kind of weird the way it's shot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's my last thing about the plot. So. All the hairstyles people have are very seventies. Would you agree? That is true. Yeah. They don't feel uh, very. Uh. They don't feel very World War Two um, style. Which that's I guess true. is. Awesome. A, I guess that's a symptom of films of a certain time. They kind of, or even if they're set
0: historically, they mm-hmm. generally in some way reflect the time that they're made. So. Yeah, I think like when they feel like no one's particularly going to start care. I no. think it maybe does kind of help a bit because it does sort of make the film feel very timeless in a way, which I know isn't mm. this isn't a film where it's supposed to feel timeless. Well, kinda of is uh, to an extent. I was about to say, it's, like, other than the specific references to Italy, uh, there's mm-hmm. not that much to clue you in that this is a World War 2 film specifically. It could no. be like Korean War or Vietnam. Well, it couldn't be Vietnam because it's a very different no. war, but it could be other wars, you know. Uh, which I feel it does help yeah. it.
1: Although, not as much as Too Late the Hero. Which no. was basically a Vietnam War film. This yeah, one is exactly. definitely a World War Two film, but it doesn't go out of its mm. way to. I mean, you never see any Germans in it.
0: Yeah, or, exactly.
1: Or any uh, Italians
0: that are as in soldiers. Yeah, they never do anything that would actually positively help a war effort either. I no, uh, they pretty much always just waste time. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, well, a lot of time's wasted when you're sparing lives, obviously. But uh, <laughs> they don't. They don't kill people as they're supposed to. No. Uh, Although they also very much aren't on any kind of moral crusade either, which is a nice line to walk in terms of uh, characters. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you saw, this film didn't do very well commercially. Um, I didn't see that. The the fury behind that is because the American public were obviously kind of sick of war at this point. Yeah, Um,
1: and this this is such a war... The way it's shot makes it a war film.
0: Well, that's the sort of weird thing, because... Mash um, did do very well uh, that year, enough to inspire yeah. an incredibly successful sitcom. Um, and obviously, I think that's because MASH is very much born out of this apathy towards war. Yeah. And I feel like this film, well, Catch Twenty Two, sort of comes from a very similar place in a way. I think uh, it I mean, does, but a- not, word, not this but... film,
1: not the not this film version as much. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this might just be because I read that review by Roger Ebert, mm. who um. He he also said that you really need to have read the book to appreciate this film fully. I don't know. I feel that's just
0: something people are always going to say if they have read the book, you know. Yeah, well, that's this is true. This is true. Yeah, I'm not like just I guess because this is the first time this has really been relevant. Um, can you think of any book to film adaptations you particularly like that that I like that are better? Yeah
1: well i mean jurassic park's my favorite film
0: that's true but i would say jurassic park and to in a rare out of character move for me class it up for the godfather which is also based on a book are both adaptations but they're both basically different stories as it were Um,
1: yeah i mean jurassic park's pretty similar but it's Mm. yeah it's fairly different at the same time um i've not read the godfather so i can
0: no one has that no Uh, that's (laughs) true
1: i think we've got it somewhere but
0: yeah, my parents have it as well. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's it's very it's it's aggressively a paperback, I would say. Right. Um Great. But yeah, I just I can't think of any time I've seen a book to film adaptation of a book I've already read, and I was like, yeah, this is good. You know. Um, yeah, I don't. I, know, I don't it's, know. it's perhaps a fool's enterprise, but I'm sure I will finish this episode and then immediately think of it's one that's fantastic. You well, and, you can
1: you can. Record a little, um, record a little like disclaimer at the end or something.
0: Yeah, I'll like, I'll send you uh, a live should... action footage bit of me saying like, "Sorry, guys," and I'll do the I'll do yeah. the thing and across the screen. That's very train. spotting is a good one. Oh, cool. I never read train
1: spotting. Well, I'd, rec- I'd recommend
0: you read train spotting. It's a good book. Yeah, I should read more books as a whole. I feel it's a very yeah. great weakness in my character. Definitely. Um, um this, the film reminds me a lot of Slaughterhouse Five, um, which is right. a book I've actually read. I've not uh, read that one. Oh, okay, then we can't do a discussion. It's no. very similar in terms of its tone and writing style okay. and subject matter. Uh, so do yeah. you, do you think you would read Catch Twenty Two after this? Yeah. I was like I say, I watched the film and I came away from it thinking, yeah, I should buy the book. Alright. Well, I I think suppose I, it would actually I think be the film's copy. main mission. So, you know, maybe it did succeed. Maybe I could lend you my uh, copy. Although it might be uh, I don't uh, well, I'll be honest, don't do that because I will never ever return it. Uh, I will forget immediately. Well, it takes me a long okay. time. Me, so. um, uh, fair enough. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that's. I think that's everything about the plot. I got some trivia about the film. Okay. So. Lay it on me, bro. You might have seen this. This was on the the Amazon. Like, um, what do they call it? X-ray? Is it the thing that like, <laughs> yeah, comes up? Yeah, I hate it.
0: Yeah. So. It's useful for this because it gives us trivia. But any yeah. time really watching something, I despise it.
1: I mean, it's useful for, if I ever wanted to know who an actor was, or what song was, it'd be useful yeah. for that. But, but I like don't actually like know if triv-
0: Trivia goofs, did you see that in this scene, they're holding <laughs> with their right hand? <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: Okay, no, but there, there is some interesting... It's <laughs> some interesting trivia. Okay, there's this guy, John Jordan, okay? Right? And he was filming a James Bond film. Can't remember yeah. which one. I think it
0: was You Only right. Twice. Maybe? Okay, yeah. I guess this would. This, you know what? Well, it comes up so often that after this episode's done, I'm going to look up a timeline of James Bond films because it's really right. knowledge we need for this. Okay, so he was filming a James Bond film, and there was a scene where there was like
1: a helicopter and a plane or something like that, and he was in another helicopter, <clears throat> um, and one of the helicopter blades struck his foot and cut it off, Ugh. so he got his prosthetic foot. Um, and then he was also so he, so well. Actually, uh, interesting thing. So he got his foot cut off, yeah. um, or or ha- cut in half or whatever. But there happened to be a microsurgery conference in the town <laughs> that they were filming in. So he I actually, have heard he, about this before, but like yeah. not
0: from the X-ray. I heard about I've heard about this years before. Oh well, I
1: I had to Google more detail. The X-ray the X-ray bit's not even here yet, Jamie. It's mm. coming oh, up because we're talking about James Bond film here. The yeah. the X-rays about this film. But this is all relevant to it. So, so there was a microsurgery conference in the town that they were filming. So he had like the mm-hmm. best surgeons in the world, and he reattached his foot. And um, but then he got it amputated because quote unquote it didn't feel right. It's so worth. he had his pr- prosthetic foot. And then he was filming mm-hmm. this film, and for whatever reason, he refused to wear a harness in the film that he was filming. Oh yeah, the that's... plane he was filming him. Um, and then a, a bit of wind caught the plane, and he fell out of an open door. And because he had his prosthetic foot, he couldn't get like proper footing before he fell out. So he fell like yeah. four thousand feet to his death. Mm. So um, yeah, rest in peace, John Jordan,
0: mad lad. What a fun factoid,
1: Duncan. It's, it, it, I mean, it's pretty mental to get your foot yeah. cut off
0: in one film and then fall out of a plane in another one. Is pretty crazy. I I suppose that I suppose the attitude that led to one would perhaps also lead to the other. Well,
1: I I was wondering if. Because I think I think the thing I read said that, in the, the in the James Bond film, he wasn't able to move out of the way in time because of his harness. Mm. So I was wondering, uh, I wondering okay. if he, <laughs> I, I I do wonder if he was refusing to wear a harness because, <laughs> the, the harness in the previous film had almost caused his well, it caused his foot to get cut off, but I don't mm. know I, that that's all um, conjecture. I don't know if that's true.
0: Mm.
1: But that's so, and then so that that's piece of trivia number one. Um, yep. Piece of trivia number two, or not even piece of trivia, something in the film that I didn't notice, yeah. and I'm interested if you mm-hmm. noticed, was when Major, 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 Major is in his office, there's a painting mm-hmm. of President Roosevelt, and then it that changes to Winston Churchill, and then changes to Stalin, all in the same shot. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna have to look it up after this. Cause, uh... What a
0: fun little detail for us all.
1: Mm. I don't know why. I don't know what that adds to the story exactly. Mm. But because I, I did actually, I did notice it. It was Stalin at one point, but I didn't notice the like change, and I didn't even really think.
0: No, I think I only noticed like Roosevelt, which is obviously like the dullest one to notice. So it didn't really mm-hmm. there for me. Uh, i need uh, to, lo-
1: I'll need to look up that shot again because it's quite interesting there were a couple there were a couple oh. of nice long shots in this um yeah like you were talking about the one at the end when it like zooms out and when he's trying to paddle um and there's one yeah. just before that there's one just before that when they're like talking in the hospital and it like very slowly zooms in over like a couple minutes mm. stuff like that like like
0: nice little uh shots yeah
1: um another but, another like bit the bit where
0: they're bombing the airfield like. Obviously, it very much goes into your complaints about it looking like a war film, but it is a very nicely shot war film in that moment. Oh, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is. Um,
1: yeah, I, I... I I feel like if I hadn't seen the TV show, maybe I, I wouldn't have even thought about it. But mm. because that shot in one way, and that kind of worked so well, I think that's probably why I noticed immediately that this one was very brown and very grey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like mm-hmm. it worked better, and it also it also meant that when when Rome becomes like this sort of dystopian place, that was a lot more noticeable, than it was in this yeah. film when it kind of just went from one thing to the other. Yeah. So another bit of trivia, what while 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 we're talking about filming and whatever, mm-hmm. there is I didn't even write this one down, but I've just remembered I read it. So there was um they were trying to work out how to film in the bombers. Yeah. And. Uh, the director had, like, worked it all out, and he was like, okay, we're going to have this cast member in this seat, this cast member in this seat, and we'll fit the camera crew down in the nose here, and I'll sit under this thing here. And then mm-hmm. his, his assistant director was like, okay, that, 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 okay. And the guy went, the, the director said, okay, what's wrong? And he went, well, who's going to fly the plane? Because, like, they had the <laughs> they had the whole cockpit full of, like, actors mm-hmm. and camera crew and stuff. And obviously, you know, when it's a plane, you need someone to fly it. So that was a funny Let's little... See. Funny
0: little line. Do you not just keep it on the ground and then like do an old timey like sort of? I don't know. Those Or you could still green screen in those days. I'm not being foolish by saying yeah. that. That's...
1: I don't know. I I I assume. I assume there was some reason for it. Um yeah. Anyway, that was quite funny. Quite funny little hmm. line. So it's... I think that's everything that I've got. I I mean I I don't want to hate on this film. Um, I feel like if this. I mean, for you, this was the first thing you've ever watched of this. Yeah. This piece, and and would you say you liked
0: it? Uh, I liked it fine, but like I, I say, my overwhelming fine. impression of it was like, okay, this is not the best version of the yeah. story. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's immediately clear. Right. Um, so I
1: mean, if even you got that, then that
0: that shows, I think, that yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a little too novel esque uh, to really work as a film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. And the dialogue and everything exactly
1: a, 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 a film from a novel is is a tough a tough thing to do because yeah.
0: well like particularly when it's like uh, a very modernist novel like one that's yeah. very engaged with the format of the exactly novel,
1: um... and and i mean the other thing about novel of course is that you can write what people are thinking and yeah. and write what people are interacting with other people and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. when of course when you do that when you try and do that in a film, it doesn't always work because, unless you have a weird voiceover, but that can you know that feels cheap often. Yeah. So it's a tough one.
0: They do that in the David Lynch Dune film. It's Dune. terrible. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it's like there echoing go. and shit. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Shall, shall we rate it? Yeah, uh, I'm to go going to aggressively put this as a watch if it's on. That is the exact point
1: where I would put it. Um okay. and I would say read the novel instead. Yeah. Yeah, well I would so I would put it if if for some reason you have no access to the novel or T V show, then yeah. watch if it's on. But otherwise I would say don't watch. Don't watch. Um read the book. Watch the T V show. They're both great. Um I would but, I mean uh, I, I would put I would put both of them in like by the Criterion collection Ultimate Edition. Uh-huh. But this well, film, I would I think probably It's say definitely a
0: story that, that you should experience in some form. So if you are in this magical, hypothetical world where the film is the only thing you have access to, then I would race it to an actively seek it out and watch it.
1: Yeah, okay. Just,
0: you know. Yeah, it's not that's so true. true about it. And okay. there's no. I can't imagine that world ever existing because it is much cheaper. Not that yeah. cheaper, but you can buy a book easily. It's, it's pretty old, you know. You can maybe, find it off.
1: Maybe I'll put it. No, you know what, I'm going to put it in Don't Watch because. I think right. even even watch if it's on, I think if you're if someone says to you do you want to watch this film, I would say I would say don't say yes because you're gonna spoil the experience. The experience that you okay. can get from from the book or the T V show. I would say the book. No. Um obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you hate reading, there's a there's a great T V show and watch that. Okay. Um,
0: because... yeah. I'm I'm sticking with watch it if it's on. That's Okay.
1: Was... Well I'm saying don't watch. So that's cool. That. cool. Those are our ratings. Those are our ratings. Yeah. So now we now we move to the last uh, five to thirty minutes of the poddy. Yeah. We, we well, do you about... want
0: to? I've already, in my immutable fashion, decided what we're watching next week. Do you want me to tell you now, or do you want me to tell you? Yeah. In a fun Go mystery? for it. Go for it. Uh, tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow. Next week, we will be watching *The Conformist*, right. uh, which is an Italian film, is supposedly one of the best films ever made. Okay. Um, and it was released in the Berlin International Film Festival on the first of July, so we can watch it next week. And also, it's available free online, which is the best and most decisive factor in us watching a film. That is quite a large one. Right, yeah.
1: Go. yeah. Good. So that'll be my that be my turn to purchase that one. Yeah. Uh no. Nah, and then it'll be your turn uh, the week after. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, um. Uh, so. Yeah, what you have you been up to, or what have I been up to? So. Uh. Well, we can start with me if you want. Yeah, yeah, um, start with you. Go for it.
0: Okay. Uh, So, do you remember, uh, several weeks back, I told you uh, in our private uh, lives about the itch.io bundle for racial equality? Um sure i remember all our conversations (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna brand you a racist very soon duncan anyway (laughs) that bundle had 1,500 games for uh five dollars and i mentioned it to you in the context of it being easily not easily but one of certainly the best uh best deals uh i would say probably in gaming history wait Uh, one thousand
1: five hundred games
0: yes the deal's over now duncan i hope this is a valuable are you kidding me
1: did it have
0: good games in it uh, it had a lot of very good games in it. Uh, it was all oh, indie fuck stuff. Oh, me—that sounds really but, um, but you know, now I own one thousand five hundred games. So I started playing one today. It's called right. uh, Deaf and Taxes. Uh, it's very built off. You play as like a Grim Reaper, and you decide uh, who lives and who dies. It's built very much off. It's very clearly inspired by Papers Please. Right. Uh, you've played, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's quite interesting. It's very like Papers Please is about. Uh, the intersection between your morality and doing what it needs to survive. I would say that "Death and Taxes" is more about uh, the intersection between your morality and doing what you're told, right. or, uh, or deference oh, to authority. That sounds like um, Catch Twenty Two. Ah, uh, perhaps a little bit. Not really. But... Um, so <sighs> it's a quite interesting game because uh, when you're going around, when you sort of do, it's what like game which is like intended to be played multiple times, but, like on right. the first. game, through you don't really know how the systems work or what you're supposed to be doing so like you sort of automatically defer to doing what you're told to do just because it's like the only thing you have to grasp on and it's the only thing that sort of comes with negative consequence that's obvious uh so i've been playing through that doing a first run through this afternoon Uh, it took about four hours uh and and it ends very badly but it was a very engaging time but as you play through it you get more knowledge and you figure out how to uh sort of how to get how to gauge what's going on behind the scenes and uh right. actually affect things in a way you want to uh right. so i've been doing a second so i've been very briefly starting a second playthrough where i'm a bit more um in control of what's going on but i still don't know right. nearly enough to make a proper difference but i'm gathering information and it's becoming a very it's nice. becoming a very engaging time i'm enjoying myself greatly Good. um yeah well um i, would recommend so I, should, that. Get, I should get
1: that bundle that bundle. Uh, that
0: bundle has been away for about a week now. But, Why didn't uh, you tell me couldn't... about it, man? I told you all about it. Yeah, repeatedly. I probably did.
1: I honestly, uh, I have no recollection of that, but I'm sure you. Did. I
0: can share you the download links for a couple of them because there are some games that I already own in it. Oh. Uh, so. oh right, yeah, sick, cool, um,
1: okay. So that's what you've been up to.
0: So yeah. I. Oh, I've also been playing more Spider-Man, but I talked about that oh, last yeah. week. Yeah, you talked about that last week. <laughs> have, have any updates? Uh, the last half, of the, the last fifth of the game sucks. In a w- cool. weird way, because they sort of, they decide to introduce like six more bases and like 20 or 30 more crimes. And those are the worst parts of the sandbox. <sighs> they all suck. The combat in this game is not fun when you're having to do a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but on the flip side, the plot gets much more interesting all of a sudden.
1: Nice. And I
0: feel the game would be much stronger if it started there uh, and like sort of gave it started, a bit more time. Side at the end so kind of... Catch style. No, no, no. It's just if it started with the prison break and then, like, you had the Sinister Six and then, like, you maybe, yeah. like, put all six of them in the map at once and then, like, you could sort of uh, do them in any order you wanted, like, that right. would be a very fun sandbox game. Whereas right now, you do 80% of the game about one villain and it's not super great. And then, like, at the very end, it's more exciting. Yeah, you and- yeah. But you sort of, like, shuffle all the Sinister Six off super quickly so you don't really get any time to know them. That's true. All right. Shame.
1: Well, fair enough.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I got Disney Plus.
1: Ah, oh, cool. When are you going to show you, me your password? Uh, Jamie, that's you're not allowed to do that. Wow.
0: Well,
1: are you? I don't know. Um, I got Disney Plus. I watched The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. I watched Disney Gallery: The Mandalorian, which is about the making oh. of The Mandalorian. Cool. Um, and I'm currently watching the Jeff Goldblum, World According to Jeff Goldblum show. Ah, cool. Which is good. Um the making of the Mandalorian thing is incredible. Um uh-huh. so do, do you know do you know anything about about it?
0: Uh I know Werner Herzog was involved in the making yeah. of Burn Baby Yoda, which is very amusing to me. <laughs> um other than that not too much.
1: Right. So basically so they had they had this thing, right? Called, mm-hmm. So obviously traditional or not traditional, but you know, now traditional filmmaking, uh, you have a green screen or a blue screen. Yeah, and you 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 film on that, and then mm-hmm. there's been so one of the main players, or one of the main people involved in Mandalorian is John Favreau, um, yeah, and he did the Lion King and the Jungle Book, the new ones,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and they were really like forefronts in this technology of like using VR to film, yeah, and stuff like I, that.
0: I didn't see the new Lion King. I didn't. I've like, not it,
1: seen it, but I've seen the new that. Jungle Book. So the 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 main thing the new Jungle Book did was. And um, they still had green screens and stuff, but they had these giant screens, and um, mm. where they could like project shadows and stuff on. Because one right. of, one of the main issues with a green screen is getting the lighting right for whatever the background's mm. going to be. So what they what they did for the Jungle Book is like they, if they had elephants running past, they'd have these huge screens with um, like light and sh- elephant shadows moving across them, and that meant that the, all the reflections and shadows and stuff were correct on the actor. Um, yeah. So that was like the first development. And then for the, the Lion King, they developed the VR filming where they, they built the entire world in like a game engine. And it meant a real camera crew could put on VR headsets and use their actual cameras. And it mm-hmm. meant the whole thing felt more fluid and stuff. And then mm-hmm. after, after that had all been filmed in like the very basic game engine thing, they would then build out the world. Um, yeah. So I've not seen that film yet, but I want to see it now. Um, but for mm. the Mandalorian, they went one further, where they had the, this thing called the volume. Okay. And it's, it's this room that is literally, every single wall is like a screen. It's like a circle of screens. And the ceiling is a screen as well. And there's no yeah. gaps between any of the screens. It's just one continuous screen. Okay, I And you. they can project It's like a, sort of like a dome in an observatory. Like exactly, the, the exactly. Screen, and, yeah. and they can project anything onto that screen. And they can program the backgrounds that they put on the screen to work with the cameras. So as the camera moves, the background moves as it would in real life. Um, yeah. And that means that like all the reflections on any of the actors are perfect because the screen is exactly what would be there. All the lighting yeah. is like done by the screens. So they don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Um, and they've got, like the main character is wearing like, a super reflective armor, which they would just never do before because of the yeah. issues of lighting and reflections and stuff. Um and I was just like, Holy shit, that's incredible. Because Stanley Kubrick did that did it kind of for two thousand and one. Um yeah. where you have the, the Don of Man sequence and that was yeah. that was big projections of photographs in the background of that. But this is like that that but next level with like the camera tracking and, and it's I didn't even notice when I was watching it. It was just like indistinguishable from real life. And it's just mm-hmm. it was amazing. And they they also use all sorts of like classic Star Wars things like they've got models and like puppets and stuff just to fit in yeah. with the thing. so oh, that's yeah, that's so what I, I've been watching.
0: The thing I saw about uh, Werner Herzog and stuff was talking about like how with Baby Yoda there was a very big insistence that it should be a practical puppet. Uh, yeah. the it's the imperfections. He, uh, that yes, make, that yes, cute. that
1: was in the, that was in the thing. So. I think what that was yeah. was they, they did they before he said that they did have a puppet but they were using it for like seventy percent of the the things, um, but Werner mm-hmm. Herzog had a scene where he was like having to talk to the baby and stuff, and he was like and he was talking yeah. to this little like green screen thing and he was like we need to get the puppet in here,
0: I think that's where that came from.
1: Yeah, well yeah, I, yeah I mean that's like actually, the classic like... Star Wars
0: stuff they're talking about. Because like the pup, the Frank Oz Yoda is a lot more endearing in how he moves compared to the CGI one. Even though like it is objectively a worse effect yeah. in terms of like being convincing movement.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, it's good. And and there was another bit where they, they were saying the um. They built a model of the ship, and they they just hmm. built the model of the ship to like show the the CGI guys and the the big set builders what they wanted it to look like. Yeah. But then they ended up filming one or two little sequences in like the classic Star Wars way of like <clears throat> having the model mounted on the background and like moving it and stuff. Yeah, and they end they, en- they ended up using it about like two or three times as much as they were planning on just cuz it looked so Star Wars. Yeah. It's yeah, it was oh. just it was very very interesting behind the scenes thing. Um the technological
0: advancements are are amazing. Yeah. And yet perhaps in the background there is a tale of uh, technological advancements taking away on our... Uh,
1: well, I feel I feel, but I feel like it's a in full about,
0: circle. Please.
1: Yeah, mm. but I feel like the the the, the thing that you're that that people ought to be skeptical about, or people are skeptical about, is like green screen and stuff, <clears throat> where you have actors, you know, reacting like the Life of Pi. He's reacting to like you see the behind the scenes thing. And it's just like a a pillow, a green pillow on his lap.
0: Yeah.
1: Or and uh, the what uh, the hypergraph is like a tennis ball on a stick. Exactly, exactly. But what we we're talking about is beyond that. That now, now, mm. I mean, they, so within within this volume thing, they have to build the set. So that's all real. Mm. And Taika Titi, who directed one of the episodes, said mm. that he actually walked into the screens once because he thought it was real. Like he was just he was just walking mm. the set and he just like kept walking, and just hit hit the like wall. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, man.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: <laughs> so that's what I've been watching, and I've been playing Euro Truck Simulator 2 mainly. Cool. You've never played that before. I sure. played. How many hours oh. have I got on it now? Let me have a look here.
0: Uh, how would you uh, rate Disney 1. Plus as a service? Because I feel the issue is that there's not a huge amount on it that I would go out of my way to watch. No,
1: I'm I'm gonna Oof. have it for this month and just watch everything and then. Uh, all right. Are you getting, is this a free trial month? No, no, it's it's a fully paid month, but like I'll pay I'll pay six pounds for the month and then Yeah. I don't intend like, to add it to my many subscriptions that I mm-hmm. don't watch stuff on, you know. I'm kinda yeah. like I've got it and I'm
0: gonna blitz through what I want to see and then Well that's because exactly, like I, uh, it has The Simpsons obviously, which is yes. uh, an objectively very good show <coughs> that I love that I love very much. Um and then like it has The Mandalorian, which like I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but you know, I'd watch it if it was on a service I already had. Yeah. Um and then after that there's just not a lot on it that appeals to me. No, like I, I like, like Disney movies fine, but I don't seek them, you know? Yeah, I think
1: I think I mean for me you would get I would get it if I was if I was gonna do like a Marvel marathon, I would get it and just watch them all in that. If I was gonna do a Star Wars marathon, like six pounds is nothing to pay for all the Star Wars films. But for mm. like I could I can't I cannot I cannot see myself in twelve months. Um, having paid it for those twelve months and and had enough to watch
0: every it's just thing. I feel the issue with Disney is that everything they make has to be so similar in a way just because they got to yeah. stick to the tone of the brand yeah. uh that I can't see it see it really having the same variety that you can find no. on Netflix or Amazon Prime, which is what makes those services good to have on sort of rotation because like no matter what wood you're in you can find something to watch yeah,
1: yeah. it's yeah. quite it's quite it was quite interesting because good disney plus i don't know um it, so it had a thing. it was like a black lives matter event thing of, uh, like, black lives matter films and i would mm. say like the first three were were yeah you know like black mm. black stories i think was like the title and then the rest mm. were just disney films with black people in it and i was mm. kind of like i don't And they didn't it. even have song of the south the coward uh, <laughs> running away from their own legacy <laughs> I was like, I don't really think that's the point. I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't
0: like. Uh, I don't think Disney has ever, and I don't think they can ever, by virtue of their brand, make a good film about exactly. race. I think *Princess and the Frog*, uh, which I guess is the only one that, was I've one seen that they had, there, yeah, uh, so, is not a good film from a you, racial standpoint. I think it exactly is quite it just has bad, a It just actually. has a black person. In it.
1: It's like so. I, you, if you go on Netflix at the moment, they've got their like Black <laughs> Lives Matter section. I yeah, sure, but like, I'm Netflix sure Netflix
0: at least has like Spike Lee films. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm the, saying. I'm sure that I'm sure.
1: I'm sure there's films in that that have issues or whatever. But the yeah. you know you look at it and you've got like Spike a bunch of Spike Lee films, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Whereas the Disney one, it was really like I think I think I can't remember what the first two were, but I kind of thought okay they look yeah. like whatever. And then it was just like a couple of black characters, and I was like I don't think that's really. I mean, yeah. I guess it's still black right. voices as black representation, but it just felt kind of like yeah. it felt kind of like they were just trying to like force it you know like the, the force it in
0: i don't know yeah Prin- princess and the frog i i don't know if you've ever seen it It was a very weird time because it's like set in right. new orleans and it does that disney thing where like it's very much about celebrating the culture but it also has to like have this like good white family who are like very rich but like they love going down because you know she makes the best uh sugar pastries in town oh uh, yeah. they're just the good friends uh, she's really good friends because, like, her mother was like the white girl's aunt, so they used to play together, and they love each other, and they don't get all this silly racism is right. about. Yeah, those and I feel like pals. a lot of the films. I feel like a lot of the films
1: yeah. are going to be like that. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't. I don't think Disney, uh, with um, what well, it's prepared to say, can really say anything more about racism than just "Wouldn't it be nice? Why can't we all be pals?" Yeah, and that's sort of all it can really say because I don't think it can ever really. Uh, discuss any heavy structural issues because obviously it's for kiddies um, yeah for kiddies so, yeah. um,
1: although it did have the, the thing that I said they're also cowards I just want to be
0: clear uh, they it, are also cowards
1: Yeah, it a, did have I that think. thing I said in your group chat there was like pig, pig, Mr. Piggy describes money to Forky <laughs> and it was oh, like a, yeah. fi- a five minute Pixar short describing the entire US monetary system which was pretty mm. funny you know, taking I, was, I, I, there. I
0: couldn't find them on YouTube, but there's some old Looney Tunes shorts where Porky Pig uh, explains capitalism to Elmer Fudd in like a very like uh, right. as opposed to communism way, uh, which I find <laughs> funny. Uh. Good, good stuff. Have you ever seen to again drag this down to the month? Have you ever seen the short where Porky Pig says uh, "bitch"? It's great. No, that sounds good though. Oh, I'm gonna send it to you. It's fantastic. Nice. And pure. I've ruined the jokes for you. Can check it out. Yeah. Um.
1: Okay, yeah, and as I said, I've been playing Euro Truck Simulator 2, which I now have 141 <laughs> hours on. And that's just... When are they right going to
0: make Euro Truck Simulator free? I feel... Like... I don't think they will, man, because they're releasing they're releasing updates for this one all the time. Yeah, I guess it's just, I feel like this game has to make so much money for them, because everyone I know has it and plays it constantly. So it's just... It's a great game. Just, like, it seems weird that they wouldn't, like... Because no one plays like the they're, modern they're tri- they're, they're an... or like American trucker or an African truck simulator or anything like.
1: This is the one. Euro Truck Simulator is the one. But but it's because it, I I genuinely think it's because the company is not evil. Is not made up of evil bastards.
0: Hmm.
1: I think they they just they want to make a fun game. They they release DLC that genuinely adds stuff to the game, like genuinely adds sections to the game, and they know they know that enough people are going to buy it that they're going to keep making money off this game. And they're just gonna keep mm. supporting it. That's that I that's what I want to believe. Yeah. It's um, nice thing
0: to believe.
1: Yeah, I don't I really don't I can't they may they might bring out your truck simulator free. But then, mm. you know, you look at you look at companies like EA or Paradox that get shit for releasing loads of DLC and then just like ditching games and stuff. Mm. I don't think that it's gonna happen. Because I've been I mean, I've been playing this game for years. Mm. And it yeah. So I think it's uh
0: Although paradoxically, EA is supposed to be a very good video game company to work for comparatively. Is it? Uh, I think because like, I don't know if you've heard all the stuff about Naughty Dog and Crunch uh, recently as know. well as Bioware and Crunch. but uh, And CG Project Red and Crunch. Basically there's a big really? uh, Crunch problem in the games in- industry. Right. But uh, EA uh, yeah. and Ubisoft apparently are supposed to be very good to work for.
1: Was that because they don't fix their fucking bugs before they release it?
0: There's no they, Crunch they, they, because they just
1: don't bother well, it- fixing their games.
0: I try. I like no, that's not. A little, that. Maybe it's that's
1: true. a little. That's a little. That's uh, a little dig. I. I don't mind Ubisoft or EA too much.
0: I. I. I feel that there is some sort of holy nirvana where you can probably uh, have your employees work reasonable hours and do a good job.
1: Probably. Maybe so. Making your games
0: less fucking bloated. I used
1: to say. Talking about EA. Mm-hmm. They've. They've announced Skate Four, which I. Oh yeah. On the one hand, I'm incredibly excited for, because it's long mm. overdue, and um, but on the other hand. It's pretty clear that they're only releasing it because there are now other skateboarding games people are playing, and they want to get the grip on the market again.
0: I was about to say because, like, Tony Hawk announced the remaster of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One yeah, and Two. Yeah, well, that, like, well, that's
1: well, that's a different, that's a different, that's a very arcade skate game. But there's, yeah. there's, there's, so uh, there's, I'll there's be a... honest,
0: it's it's the one of those two that I'm actually going to buy. But, uh, right. Okay. So there's there's a game called Session, mm-hmm. um, which is like a
1: realistic skate sim and there's another one called skater xl which is yeah. pretty similar sort of realistic skate game whatever and mm-hmm. um, and both of those came out in early access like last year um, and they're yeah. currently still in early access but nearing full release and they've both mm-hmm. been announced for a console release like later this year and then EA yeah. comes out and announces that it started working in Skate 4. Well,
0: yeah, Actually, because EA did like that really annoying type of game announcement where it's just like, we have nothing to show you, but we promise we're yeah. working on it. Which means it's... it will be at least five years before the game comes well, out. Well, that's th- that the other thing, yeah. Um, but it's
1: really yeah. clear that they've done that purely because of these other games. Which, yeah, on the one hand, no. is fair enough. But on the other hand, it's kind of...
0: Yeah. Because like, uh, people have been asking for these games for a long time. Mm-hmm. For Skate 4 for uh, a long time. Metroid Prime 4, uh, which is the fourth... Uh, entry in like the Metroid Prime series was like people were really wanting an entry for it it had been like 10, no it had been I want to say 12 years since the last entry mm-hmm. and then like when the Switch was coming out one of the first things they said was like we're making a new Metroid Prime for the Nintendo Switch, we don't have anything to show you for, show you for it but you know we're working on it mm-hmm. uh, that kind of announcement and then two, maybe like sometime last year, uh, they said a special announcement, and they were like, "Okay, guys, we're really sorry, but like development on Metroid Prime Four has been going really badly. We're having to scrap the entire project and start right. again uh, with new staff." So, like at this point, despite the fact that it was probably that it was like one of the first games announced for the Nintendo Switch, Metroid Prime Four is probably going to be one of the last games released for it. Right. Yeah. Um, which I feel shows the perils of announcing stuff too early. Yeah, uh, for sure. See also, literally anything Square Enix has ever done. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um so I think most people don't really realise how long game development actually is. So when you announce yeah. something super early, it just makes you look super unprofessional and it takes like Definitely. four years, even if that's like a reasonable time frame.
1: It takes a long time. Especially yeah. for bigger games. So hmm. final final word while we're talking about games. Hmm. The steam the Steam Summer sale has started. Yeah, um, I'm gonna buy
0: Trails in the Sky, SC and nothing else. So I've been spending a lot I've... of money on games lately and I like playing on console.
1: Yeah, I bought I bought Zombie Army Trilogy. Nice. Um because so uh, i play, I played Zombie Army two um and it was fun. And this is a remaster of one, two and three, so I think I'll just play through them at some point. Um it was eh? on sale and I don't know if I'm gonna buy anything else. I was looking at my wish list, mm. I did a big um like clear of my wish list where I went actually I you know, like stuff that I had added like mm. six years ago and I was like, Okay, I don't want that anymore. Um yeah. so I've now got a more like you know, um mm. the wish list I still have a lot of stuff on it that I might never buy, mm. but it's looking more more like i can
0: keep an eye out for deals and stuff rather than just this huge yeah. thing but uh, now I, like now that I, I own both a nintendo switch and a ps4 i can buy most games i want on steam on console which i much prefer So yeah. i just have a, a laptop and like i also just spent uh i also sorry just recently acquired 1500 pc games so yeah never... <laughs>
1: i think that's more than i've got uh, man i'm looking at my steam library yeah. and
0: i've got like 600 so well, like, they're all like arty games, so they're all like an hour or two hours long. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's a lot of mine are as well, or
1: a good yeah. few, good amount of mine. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'd, be, I'd better call it there, I think. Um, yep, that's well, an hour so and a half, which is our max. for listening. Um, yeah. As we said... We love you, all five uh, of you. As we said, I would recommend um, reading Catch-Mane 2. Uh, I personally would recommend watching the TV show as well. Um, and Jamie is going to read the book for next week so that he can talk about uh, it.
0: 10-year uh, anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, bye guys. Uh, Thanks for listening.